You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Hey, you guys. Welcome to another episode of Gay Side Stories. I am your host, Trillificent. Thank you so much for joining me for another week here on Flawless Noises Media Network. Before we get into all of the usual spiel about the show, I wanted to say really quick that in case you missed it, this past week on January 31st, 2019, Gay Side Stories turned two years old. That's right. This podcast has been in production for a whole two years. And really quick, I just want to thank every listener. Without you guys, I definitely would not still be here. Thank you for pressing play or just downloading whatever it is that you do to support the show. Thank you so much. Another quick thank you to all of the amazing guests that I had on the show over the past year. Um, Bianca from Crown and Collards, Ian Haddock, Medino Green, uh, Eric from the Hung Up podcast, uh, Luke and Lee from Getting Gay, um, the infamous John of the John Effect, the illustrious Kevin Dwayne of the Outline, Nick Jew from What's the Tea, just so many amazing guests. I want to thank you all. If I didn't mention you, it was just a constriction of time. So blame that and not my heart. And third, I want to thank my circle, all of my my family. Shout out to Mo that have been here. They've helped keep me sane, keep me afloat. Uh, just being there, having a someone to bounce ideas off of and just give me encouragement. So I want to thank all of you, Nikki, Naj, Mo, Bree, John, Dion. And of course, I have to give a special thank you to Candice from friend to sister, honestly. And I am so grateful for you and your talents, your sense of humor, however twisted it might be, and all of your support. So I say all that to say again, thank you so much. The show is two. I'm going to keep it going for as long as I can. And I will continue to do that with all of your support and hopefully your continued or improved engagement. You know, help me keep things going. Give me show topic ideas, volunteer to be on the show, all of that good stuff. Now, for this particular episode, it's a special one. Because it is a companion part to another podcast where we had a part of the discussion there. So I was joined by Lonnie of the WRYH podcast, a.k.a. Who Raised You Hoes. So go search for his show. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, all of that good stuff. The name of the show is Wide Open. It's season two, episode four, featuring yours truly. You'll get to hear the other part of the conversation. And now let's start the show so you can hear this part. Real quick, tell them about WRYH and what got you into podcasting. Um, well, WRYH podcast literally came from an idea I had with a friend. Um, of just wanting to get into podcasting. I appeared on a podcast, which was that um, one with Kevin Dwayne. Hey, Kev. <laughs> hey, Kev. So, and it got my mind um, into the curiosity of the podcasting world. And literally, I'm like, I want to do a podcast, but I don't know what I want the topic or like the 
main driving factor of my podcast to be. So I'm like, what should, what, how, like, how should this go? So my friend was like, I think you should do a podcast and it should be called Who Raised You Hoes. I'm like, really? He was like, yeah. I'm like, you know what? That's actually a bomb ass idea. <laughs> and I just ran with it ever since. Come on, a- friendship. Friends be executive producing all kinds of content out here. Let me tell you. Okay, and literally it took a couple months to come off the ground, but I finally just said, screw it. I'm going to just jump out the gate with it and just do it. Bump all of this. And that's exactly what happened. That's what's up. Well, welcome to the Potosphere. I mean, I know you've been around for a little bit, but this is our first time overlapping. So I have to give a good, warm, positive welcome. And thank welcome you, to you. the show and all of that good stuff. So we're not going to waste any more time. We're going to get right into the queer query. Yes. Question. First question. If you could put together a global black history concert, such as the Global Citizen concert that was just on not too long ago, which acts would you include in the lineup? Let's say... Top three. Mm, that's hard. That's actually a good question, but it's also hard. Mm-hmm. Um, number one is Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Um, number two is Brandy. Okay, that's an interesting and num- choice. And number three, I would have to say I wanted to be Chris Brown. Oh, yeah. A real interesting lineup, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> Well, at least Brandy and Chris can come out and sing that Put It Down, Fall In Love song. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, that can happen, you know, and it kind of, and if it doesn't, I wouldn't be upset about it. I was going to say, it doesn't of, need to happen. <laughs> I'm just saying, listen, it's a possibility. I, I tell people all the time before, before Beyonce was Brandy, but I, of all of her songs, that is one I really could just do without. Mm. So, yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. It's <laughs> Uh, let's see. I, I was going to say Beyonce, and I'm going to put that one on the back burner. The only reason why I wouldn't say it is because she's already done it. Okay. And it okay. just okay. happened. Um, I would say I would love to see Janelle Monet. Okay. I forgot about her. <laughs> let's say in a perfect world, if Kanye was on his medication, <laughs> I would pick Kanye. If he stopped at like whatever was, whatever album was like before Jesus. Um, my beautiful doctor is a fantasy, I believe. I think so. If he stopped there, you know, give us give us the classics. <laughs> yeah, um, but again, this is fantasy. Like you know, on his medication and healthy, and you know, like loves himself and black people again. And I would say. I would love to see. You know what? I'm going to change my third choice and I would love to see a reunion. So instead of Beyonce, I would love to see a Destiny's Child reunion for the this. original four members or um I would actually like to see all of them, but not at the same time. Like I would I, could, I would like I for them it. to acknowledge the original four, but you can't forget about Michelle, so we need the new 3. We need the charmed ones. No, Farrah. She's still looking for her. No, she's not included. And then 
you know, to end it off, they can all do, I don't know, say my name or something, <laughs> you know, with all of them together to kind of send it off. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a limited time engagement. It's a one-time thing. They can put their all into it. And then if they don't like each other, they don't ever have to see each other again. But I would love to see a reunion type thing as part of my black history concert. Like this, <laughs> this is black girl history. Mm, At mm. least my generation's black girl history. Okay. My generation. Yeah. Yeah. Because if we want, you know, like, we want to go back to the original, we can go back to, you know, the Supremes and all of that. But we're talking about this generation. This generation and who can we get to perform? Because I don't, I'm not sure if they even like each other anymore. But I mean, hey, what can you do? What can you literally do? We can move on to the next question. That's what we can do. Shaboom. So what is one of your favorite physical features on a man? On a man, on a man, honey. Um, my favorite physical feature on a man. Um, call me weird. Biceps. That's not a weird answer at all. I don't know what it is about a guy's biceps, especially if. Like, I have a complex to do with strong arms. So <laughs> I would have to say biceps. Okay. I feel like I had this question on here before, and that might have been one of my answers. So I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. This is not my top favorite feature, because I don't know if I've ever really ranked them. But one of them is, has definitely become eyes. I kind of feel like I've learned over the years how to read people's eyes a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to say eyes. For the, for the, you know, if you want to get in there and, and let me see your soul, nigga. <laughs> uh, God, light eyes, like light brown eyes, hazel eyes. Jesus, I might faint. I might just fucking faint. Do you hear me? Last question. What mm. podcaster or show would you like to collaborate with in the future? I would have to say, I would love to do So Shameless. It's a podcast. Um, if you follow him on Instagram, his name is Tahoe underscore TV. But literally, his views and how he views like relationships and even certain friendships, I would love to do, go on So Shameless. So Shameless. If we're talking queer person of color... I would love to do the hen podcast. Ooh. Okay. I, I don't know what it is. I love their energy when they record. I would love to do the hen podcast. That's what's up. Um, let's see. I think oh, I would like to collaborate with and I think it's gonna happen, but uh, it's not set yet. Uh Savoy at the Eat Pray Thought podcast. I've heard a lot about Eat, Pray, Thought. It's a mess. Now, <laughs> listen, that sounds like my Kendra sister's spirit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> King Bussy Savoy over there. Like, it's just it's an enjoyable show. So I would love to collaborate. Just because it's one of those shows where he comes up with questions that as you listen, you find yourself answering the questions and you're like, dang, I wish I was there because I would have said this and I would have said that. Like, that would be my answer. So... He's definitely up there on the list. 
So that wraps up the queer query. We're going to slide on into the main topic for this yes. episode. And we're going to be continuing our conversation about open relationships or alternative relationships. So in order to help us facilitate that, I came across this article on advocate.com. And it's titled 17 Do's and Don'ts of Open Relationships. Come on now. So let's go through this and see what we agree with, what we don't agree with. First up, don't sit with your jealousy. It says everyone gets jealous. Proponents and practitioners of polyamory get just as jealous as everyone else. The trick to handling jealousy is is talking about it, not sitting with it. Uh, basically saying I'm jealous because blah, 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 or I'm feeling a little jealous because, you know, here we are having this threesome and you you eat his booty hole for six minutes and you only eat mine for three. <laughs> so what's up with the what's up? Like, do I not taste scrumptious too? <laughs> I disagree. Okay. I disagree and you'll find out why later on, but I'm going to disagree with that for right now. Okay. Um... I am going to partially agree. Why partially? Because I think it depends on the dynamic that you have because there is such a thing such a thing as being jealous when no one asked you to. Like mm. you're you creating a scenario where you're jealous and it's not I do agree that you shouldn't sit in the jealousy but you also have to have the discernment and say is this a situation that I could actually be jealous of or am I tripping? Right. So that's why I say partial. Like, no, I don't agree you should ever sit with jealousy because that can manifest itself in crazy ways. Going through people's phones and you crawling through the sewer at their uh, job, trying to, you know, pop up on them in the bathroom or something crazy like that. Trying to go through their phone. <laughs> going through the phone that the phone bill you don't pay for. Okay. I'm just saying jealousy that it has you doing things. That's all I'm saying. Jealousy will have you thinking that he sucked that bitch and he did not. And don't even know her or him. Don't or them. Don't them did never touch them, never hit them on never hit them up, DM, phone number, nothing. But you in your mind you made it up that they already messed around. Exactly. Mm. So yeah, so it's like you have to kind of have that conversation with yourself. But at the same time, if you just an unfortunately jealous type of person, you have to have an outlet for it. You can't just let it fester and manifest because then you don't know what's going to happen. Sure. Okay. So I'm curious to see why you disagree with that later in the conversation. I'm gonna yes. My, let me keep my ears open. <laughs> keep them open. Number two says... Do remind the person that you love that they are enough for you. I agree. I do. It says being quote unquote enough isn't the same as being someone's one and only. Humans don't have one and only loves. Not in my book. This is according to the author. There's no one in the world who's going to satisfy me sexually 100% of the time. Just as there's no one in the world who's going to satisfy me romantically 100% of the time. There are certainly a few people I love more than the rest, but I won't decide who sits at the, quote, top. 
it's not a hierarchy. Top, funny. Sorry, immature yeah. joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He did that. Shout out to you, <laughs> Alexander. Okay, <laughs> you knew what she was doing when you said top. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I do agree with this. Uh, it's very important to give your partner that validation. And it doesn't have to be thick. It can be real quick and can just be, you know, just making sure that they know that you have those feelings for them, whatever they might be. I don't want to say love because, hey. <laughs> so, I, just, I, I, I don't just know. Just save I, it. Just I, save I, it. I don't know your life. So, listen, you better, you better save it. Like it's a piggy bank, you have to save that thoughts. But it's like you know, you can be like, I appreciate you very much. I enjoy spending time with you. I'm fond of you. If you love them, you can say, I love you. You know, you can go full brownstone. I love you, so I'm saying it. But here's the thing: most people that are in open relationships have been together for quite some time before they open the relationship. So, in all honesty. You built that foundation before you open the foundation to be intruded by others. Um, hopefully. <laughs> I'm not going to say that that's always the case, but you would hope and you would think that if they didn't start off being open, they decided to become open at some point that they have a strong foundation because otherwise, that's like drilling a hole in the bottom of your boat. You're going to sink eventually. You know what I'm saying? I mean, child. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm. Okay. Number three says, don't back anyone into a corner. Mm. So the quote says, we're not getting out of this car until we talk. Ooh, child. That's the, mm. that's the ghetto. Don't say that. <laughs> I agree with that. Don't say that. <laughs> don't hold someone hostage to have a conversation with you in the car. It says that is backing get out someone. Anyway. <laughs> that is backing someone into a corner. You don't corner your partner and demand conversation. You don't make ultimatums. You don't withhold sex because you're not getting something you want. You're not at war. Mm. It says you're teammates on a group project. You're doing this together. Sometimes you will have to pick up the slack. Sometimes they'll have to. When there's a problem, cornering someone and making demands is not how you work things out. I'm on a fence on that one. I too am on the fence. Because that is kind of a regular rule when it comes to relationships to begin with anyway. Right. So to sit here and say, oh, don't back them into a corner. I don't want to be back in the corner anyway because I'm going to start yelling at you. I might right. throw something. You just never know. Right. It's like whether we're open or not, it, you shouldn't. It's a, it's a form of emotional manipulation. That too. In my opinion, trying to force someone. Now, if you get into a situation where you walked away, you cooled off, you let them cool off, and they're still avoiding you, not trying to have a conversation about the big ass elephant in the room, that's different. But True. to just be on some Kathy Bates misery shit and, and nail up all the doors and windows and be like, you ain't going nowhere until you hear what the fuck I got to say. Like, this is not a Tyler Perry production. That's not how you 
that's not how you converse. That's not how you communicate. That's not how you're going to work out whatever the issue is. But I agree with you in that I don't think that this is specific to open relationships or polyamory. It's it's just it's stupid because I wish somebody would try and tell to try and back me into a corner to talk to me. Like, bitch, <laughs> if I'm not in the mood to talk, bitch, I'm not in the mood to talk. I don't understand what you don't get about that. Yeah. Okay. But it is what it is. True. Number four says, do remember that fights are about feelings, not facts. And then there's a bunch of quotes, blah, 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 blah. I don't, he, he's writing a whole scenario here that I don't care about. Um, we kind of could bypass that and go to the next one. Well, <laughs> real quick, I do want to say that, I mean, I don't really agree with this because Unfortunately, sometimes people have a different idea of what a fact is in a situation. Mm. And in that case, you probably or you could possibly be talking about and arguing about who's right and who's wrong and not just feelings. You know what most, I mean? Most of the time when you get in the argument, it's over feelings anyway. Right. I'm not saying I'm I agree with that. I'm just saying it's not always that way. Sometimes it's just, you know, you could be just misunderstanding and then your feelings get involved because people don't like being misunderstood. But it's not always the case of the fight was always about feelings. Not saying that that's not the case a lot of the time because people, you know, a lot of times we don't know, we're not taught how to adequately process our feelings. Uh. But... I mean, sometimes you just you arguing with somebody and it's like they will argue with you till they're blue in the face that the sky is green and it's like I done told you to clean the bathroom and you just gonna continue to go walk past it like they don't need to, the shower don't need to be sprayed down. Right. It's like fact, the bathroom is dirty. Fact, I asked you to clean it. Fact, you have not cleaned it. Now I'm in my feelings. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So because you're basically ignoring me. Right. So that was all I wanted to say on that. Number five says, do extend a hand. You never back someone into a corner. We've been there. So what do you do? You extend a hand. Even when you're furious, you give an olive branch, an exit ramp, a way for them to join in a positive solution when they're ready. Uh, Then it gives a scenario about basically saying, I'm not in the mood to talk right now, which I had already said, you know, Give yourself time to cool off. Let them cool off and then try again. Okay, number six might be a better fit. It says, do clarify your terms. What do you think polyamory means? What do they think it means? Before you do anything, agree on terms. I totally agree with this. I 100% agree with this, but this is one that I I would blanket to relationships, period. And I've talked about this on the show before about Assuming that everybody has the same idea of a relationship as you. And instead of setting those boundaries and saying, okay, I feel like I shouldn't have to say this, but just to to make sure all of our bases are covered, obviously I don't, I'm not putting up with you cheating on me or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like just not making those assumptions because everybody goes into it with a different idea. And some people take advantage of that. If you don't clearly say, you sending your dick to other niggas is not going to fly. They'll be like, well, I didn't do anything physical, so what's the problem? Like, those types of things, I feel like it's important 
to put everything on the table. We're entering into a relationship. These are my terms. This is what I will deal with. This is what I will not deal with. Now, in an open relationship, it's even more important because there's so many more factors to consider. Right. Um, foreshadowing. Um, I've dealt with people in open relationships before. Um, and one of the one of the main rules that I learned that some have ground rules, majority of them do. And the funny part was one of the ground rules was that there would be no intimacy. So meaning thinking you're going to lay up, cuddle, get affectionate, kiss, et cetera, so on and so forth. That wasn't a part of, that's like breaking a rule, breaking a boundary. Like mm. that would say specifically for their partner. Right. So yeah, you may be getting it. Don't give, and we all know what I mean when I say we getting it, we getting it. But that doesn't mean that you're going to get the parts of that person that's only exclusive to the person that they're with, which is their boyfriend. Right. So, yes, there are open people in open relationships that actually have boundaries, and they respect them. And they go by them. So, that's actually a very good rule, is to set those boundaries. That's why I didn't... That's why when the first one said the one about jealousy, that's why I said I'll hold that one off. Okay. That's exactly why. That makes sense. But this is saying to start with definitions, like define your terms, define what kind of couple you are, Mm. et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Many couples choose to only play together. They meet cute people Uh. online, blah, 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 polyamory, blah, blah, blah. Like actually know what it is you're signing up for. And I don't disagree. I don't either. But a lot of them don't, a lot of people in open relationships don't hook up outside of it, which means they'll hook up with someone else that's not their spouse or their partner alone. Yeah, we won't even talk about how many instances where (laughs) the relationship is only open on one end. (laughs) Literally. Oh, that's a whole different conversation. Literally, but continue. (laughs) Number seven says, do set initial boundaries with the understanding that they will probably change. Uh, I agree Mm. with this. And the reason why I say that is because your interests change as you grow older and learn your, you know, things that you hold dear and important change, possibly. So, not necessarily saying that the boundaries that you're setting are wishy-washy and the other person might could push against them, but more so saying that this is my boundary now, but things may change in the future, and that's okay. Right. Because we have to give each other that space to grow, and you have to give your relationship space to grow. See... And that's the thing. Most boundaries don't change. I've rarely seen boundaries change. They normally stay with the same guidelines. And that's okay, too. But it's, it's okay to make that understanding and say that they could change. Now, that don't mean that they will. <laughs> that doesn't mean that you're going to wear me down and six months from now, I'm going to be like, do whatever you want as long as you come home to me. <laughs> you know, that doesn't mean that. But it I could mean, mean it could be the difference between okay, initially we only play together, and then later it'd be like okay, we can play separately, but 
here are a few other things. Well, I mean, most of the ones I know, they don't play together. They play separately or like, we're not going to get to the kinks that I know for some of them, but continue. Listen, listen. Uh, I don't know about gay side stories, but WRWH podcast, we are sex positive and we don't judge. I judge with love. It's a difference. (laughs) (laughs) Number eight says, (laughs) do decide to talk about everything. And I think this is just common sense. Duh. You need to talk if you're in a relationship with someone. I've learned the hard way, and I'm sure a lot of my listeners have too, that not talking in a relationship does you no good. You're down to fail if you don't talk in a relationship. Number nine says, do decide what words to call each other. Um, I, I, I could see this being important in an open relationship, just so that there's no funny business, if for no other reason. Like, don't be out here trying to tell people that I'm not your boyfriend, or I'm not your husband, or I'm not this, just because we're in an open relationship. Like, respect the relationship that you're in before you start trying to chase after whatever else. Right. Those boundaries, honey. Those boundaries. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, number 10 says, don't shame anyone for feeling jealousy. Didn't we already talk about this? Yes. Skip. Number 11 says, do understand that not every relationship in a polyamorous relationship is the same. Now, I've never been in a polyamorous relationship, but I've known people who have been in them and I've seen examples and all of that kind of stuff and just common sense would tell me that you can be in in a polyamorous relationship and that relationship is going to be different with each party that's in it because you have different personalities you have different sexual desires you have different goals in life so obviously you're not going to have the same exact relationship with one person in the polyamorous relationship that you would with the other. I I, I can't see, I can't do that. I can't be one of, like, boyfriend one of three or something. No, we're not doing that. (laughs) I'm I'm selfish with mine. No. Polyamory is not for you. Hell no. Like, I'm jealous of mine, and I will cut a bitch. So, that shit is not happening. I, like, and see, literally. I'm the I'm the opposite because I'm literally like to, I'm at this at my big age. I'm just like, oh, you. I'm one of of two, so that means I don't have to deal with you for like four days out of the week. Hallelujah! <laughs> Go get on his nerve. Go eat up his food. Go run oh, no, up his electricity. You ain't living with me if you ain't putting in on this rent. I don't care if you just spending <clears throat> the night. I didn't say nothing about living with with nobody. I'm I've been a proponent for a long time of uh, dual households. So, <laughs> <laughs> listen now. If I like you enough, we might could even get <laughs> houses in the same neighborhood, condos in the same building. <laughs> I can't. But you, I can't. You got to have you your own have your shit. Own shit. <laughs> I nah, can't. Nah, I'll fuck with a sleepover, but I'm going home. <laughs> I'm gonna get up in the morning and I'm gonna go home. Yeah. Don't call, don't call me. Yeah. Don't call me. Find your friends. I was like, if you need me around that much, like this is what we can do. We can schedule a staycation. And we can literally eat bonbons and watch Netflix. And all I will stay long. Stay in your house with you for 
four, five, six, seven days. But then I'm going home. (laughs) Seven days? Girl, no. Well, that's why I said a staycation, not like a regular, but if it's like a planned, like, you know, we need, we want, I want to spend a significant chunk of time. Okay. (sighs) You want to spend a week together out of the year? Fine. Whatever. A week? That's too long for me. Mm -mm. Can we do three days? Because I need a break from your face. I mean, three days is just a regular weekend. <laughs> exactly. I need a break from your face. When I'm saying something home, special. That would be the look, goal. Look, 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 look. When I go home on Sunday night, don't try and come to my house Sunday night. Ugh, no. <laughs> don't, try, don't try to call me be like, hey, I want to come up. No! Do you just see me enough? Yeah. Can I sleep in my own bed by myself alone? We need that buffer period after we spend time together, definitely. At least 24 hours. Exactly. Like, girl, can I have some time to breathe? I mean, I know I look good, but damn. Don't have Lonnie out here being like, tell me how I'm supposed to breathe with no air. Listen. (laughs) Listen. No era. No era. No, I'm going to tell you how you breathe. You just like you were breathing before me. Alone. <laughs> All by yourself. Uh, alone. Like with your ex that wasn't shit alone. Oh no. So number 12 says do understand that you can still be polyamorous even if the person you, with you is not. Um, I'm, uh, this is a strong disagree. <laughs> I disagree with this completely. I don't know how you can be in a polyamorous relationship by yourself. You, there is no way. Now, if the other person chooses not to, I guess, act on the possible polyamory, I guess. But to be like, no, I'm, I am a monogamous person and I'm a polyamorous person, like that just doesn't seem like it fits. It doesn't because... Because it doesn't make God. sense. If a, if a, why would a monogamous person knowingly get into a relationship with the polyamorous person? It's, and the polyamorous person with the agreement that the polyamorous person is not going to be monogamous. So you want to sneak and try to have another partner behind my dick. So it says you may be down for dating more than one person at once, but the person you're with may not be. That's why you need to profess your polyamory pretty quickly and make sure they're okay with it before you proceed. I mean, I could see why a polyamorous person would not be bothered with it, but I just, it doesn't seem like a smart decision for a monogamous person to entertain a polyamorous person. It's, it's like, okay, so we together, but now you come to me telling me that you're in love with another person or you're feeling another person and I done told you I don't do polyamory. So I mean, assuming that they say I don't do polyamory, but it's just like where do you go from there? It's like, okay, well, I do polyamory. And the other person's like, well, I don't. So where do you go? What's the next step? What's the next step, beloved? Out of this relationship. You can get your stuff. <laughs> you can look, take your toothbrush and you can go and y'all can have, live happily ever polyamory after because I'm not doing it. Mm-mm. Listen, I the next sh- step is to call Noah and Ricky and Chance to help you move out of Eddie. Uh, <laughs> God, you just had to bring up Noah's art. Because <laughs> Chance was like every gay boy I can remember when he ran into that fucking house when Eddie was cheating on him. And saying, that minivan? Yeah. 
it was like, we need to talk. Oh, like, that is some shit I would do. And calmly be like, we need to talk. As your man is in there cheating on you with somebody he done met off of Adam And then was defiant. Was like, if we tell the police this, he was like, I knew exactly what I was doing and I'd do it again. Child. And they was like, if we leave right now, they won't press charges. He was like, fuck that. (laughs) But yeah. Child. Anyway, (laughs) number 13 says, don't force it. Obviously. You got to push. (laughs) Uh, Number 14 says, do be unfailingly, relentlessly honest. Um, no, I think this is important in any relationship. Literally, literally. Polyamorous, monogamous. I mean. Bestiality. I mean, like, be honest, I guess. I don't know. How the hell can someone be honest with bestiality when. You need, you need to be honest with me if you out here fucking goat so that I can get the fuck out of Like, literally, <laughs> that is the quickest way to turn me off. Be like, I'm in a bestiality. I'm like, you can get the fuck out. Ooh. <laughs> Like, that is disgusting. Get out. Oh, number 15 is a good one. It says, don't view polyamory as a way to be cruel to people. Well, normal people don't. Well, I mean, what's normal anyway? Miguel asked the question. He did, and it was an eloquent question that I enjoyed very much. It says, polyamory is not your excuse to be a jackass. You don't get to date, woo, and ghost people under the cheap defense of being polyamorous. You don't get to hurt or lie to people, string them along, or be reckless with their hearts and call it love. That's not how this works. I agree. Most people I know that are, well, never mind. No, I agree. Basically, what this is saying is do not co-op the label or the identity of polyamory if you're not really about that life. If you just want to date people and, and do whatever you want to do, then that's just regular dating. <laughs> I question if niggas had the opportunity to be polyamorous opposed to cheating on their girls, would they do it? Um, I think some probably would. But I think a lot of them probably wouldn't because part of it, unfortunately, is the thrill of possibly getting caught or doing something you know you ain't supposed to be doing. But I am not a psychologist. I just think people like the idea of being hurt. But that's just me. Mm. Maybe. Number 16 says, do practice the four F's. Mm. A very wise man told me this. The best relationship practice is to schedule regular meetings where you talk about the four F's. These are friends, family, fucking, and finance. Um, In a realistic world, that would make sense, but that normally doesn't happen anyway. No, but I would say in a relationship, whether it's open or not, finances are very important. Um, Being sexually compatible, obviously. (laughs) Uh, Well... Um, Well, so what are we supposed to say in these weekly meetings? So, last week, you made me give you head before I was supposed to go to work. And that was the last time we did anything sexually after week. So, I'm a little upset about that. Huh? I don't know. I guess it's just a check-in or... Listen, so then I'll be the main one like, well, then drop your drawers right now, damn it. I I ain't got time for this. (laughs) I can't function. Drop your drawers. That's real. 
I'm gonna I would expand this and I would say, you know, forget about the four Fs, but do make it a point to just regularly discuss important things, whether it's sex, whether it's finances, whether it's health, whether it's friends, family, like whatever is important to you and is important in that relationship, obviously make time to talk about it and don't just get caught in this rut where you start not spending time together and you start not communicating because you're not physically seeing each other. And the next thing you know, you have this big, what did they say in Mr. and Mrs. Smith? They had this bubble between them or something. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to figure out where did this big space between us come from? And it's like, you know, we if you're diligent about having that open dialogue, it doesn't even have to be scheduled talks. As long as everyone knows and understands, hey, the dialogue is open and maybe be cognizant enough that if you go a long time and y'all haven't really had like a conversation about anything substantial, just be like, Hey, you know, everything good. You know, am I keeping your dick wet enough? You know what I'm saying? Like, are you, are you fed? You know, you, are you still beefing with that bitch at work? Like, you know, let's talk. I mean, yeah, but I normally already know the answer to these questions. If I'm doing, if I have a healthy relationship, well, I mean, this is just part of a healthy relationship. Like, do I need to whip a bitch ass? Um, yeah, all, I mean, we're saying the same thing. Look, look, look. Is your mama good? She still don't like me? <laughs> I don't know. how. That would be so weird. <laughs> Listen. I just feel like it would be weird to be in a, in a situation where it's like somebody's parent, like, actively dislikes you. I, well, I was kind of in that situation. Um, my ex-mama didn't, like, didn't really care for me at first. At first. Right. Now, every time we speak, or he speaks to his mom, she's like, she asks about you. I'm like, oh, hey, tell us how hey. Right. That's just how it is. Yeah, yeah. You've been adopted. Come on. You the the Harry Potter to her Molly Weasley. Okay. So, the last one. Number 17 says, read The Ethical Slut, A Practical Guide to Polyamory, Open Relationships, and Other Adventures by Dossie. Easton and Janet Hardy. So the interesting thing about this is that I recently reconnected with someone and we were having a conversation about open relationships, long distance relationships. And he actually uh, suggested that I read this book. So now I'm going to read, I'm going to get this book and I'm going to read it and I may review it and talk about it on this show. Uh, I need to know the name of that book again. The Ethical Slut. Well, I am a slut, but continue. Mm. So it says, I've referenced this book countless times in these slideshows. When I first recommended this book to readers, I was just a reader myself as well as a big fan of the book. But now I'm friends with the authors and blah, 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 blah. Cat had the kitten. Yeah. These are my friends, but I mean, it, it fits, but this is truly just a these my friends. <laughs> right. read they book. Right. I'm not an ethical slut, but I mean, continue. Well, I mean, you may be an ethical slut. You just don't know it. You might read that book and be like, huh? (laughs) Eat, pray, side. True, 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 true. So, Mm -hmm. that is the ending of our 17 do's and don'ts of open relationships. Yeah, I think only like two of them were Open relationship specific, 
But but we're not gonna go there. We're gonna continue. Well, I mean, we already did. So (laughs) yeah. So again, thank you so much for jumping onto the show and tell people where they can find you. Well, I can be found on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WRYH Podcast. Once again, it is WRYH Podcast. All right, check them out. Well, you guys, that wraps up another episode of Gay Side Stories. Please remember to email any questions or suggestions to gaysidestories at gmail.com. If you like what I am doing here, then please go over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating. And if you really love me, then take a little bit more time to write a review. Thank you again for listening. And also, thank you to everyone who shares this podcast. And if you have not or you are not, then why not? Go ahead and share this show with a friend, with a coworker, with a family member. You never know who you might help out by doing that. And it's not just me. Remember, you guys, you can always find me on Ratchet Ramblings with my good friends and co-hosts, Jeremy and Candace where we are discussing black reality TV shows and to wrap things right on up, always remember to love yourself and whether you're a top bottom verse mask, femme, gender nonconforming, whatever it is you identify as remember to protect your walls or they will what they will crumble. I'm out of here. I will see you guys when I see you.